This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9, I'm Chong Jen Sun and this is The Breakfast Grill. 400%, that is how much the share price of TT Vision rallied by post its IPO on 18 January 2023. The stock has since given up some gains but it's still up 264% from its IPO price of 34 cents, giving it a market capitalization of 590 million. TT Vision started from humble beginnings in 2001 and now operates in the high growth technology industry where it is involved in the manufacturing of machine vision equipment. This is used for the inspection of optoelectronics, solar cells, discrete components and integrated circuits as well as in vision-guided robotic equipment. What has been driving the sharp share price gains and has it been a beneficiary of the US-China trade diversion? Joining us in the studio is Gun Kun Yin and he's CEO of TT Vision Holdings Berhad. Thank you for joining us this morning. Gun, can we first talk about your recent listing, which was at an IPO price of 34 cents and a listing PE of about 13 times based on your 2022 numbers. As mentioned, the share price reached a high of 170 per share, but has since moderated to about 124 per share. Were you surprised by the share price performance? Yes, obviously, uh, this is uh, out of expectations. Uh, we never expected our share price and can you know, uh, go up so high. Of uh, course, we don't know what it will be landed, but uh, again, you know, that kind of valuations uh, it, it is a supply to us. Uh, it just shows us that yeah, the investor has uh, high trust and confidence in our business, in our teams, and they place a high hope on us to do better in futures. Do you wish you're not bound by any share price moratorium so you can sell your shares? No, not really. We, we are we are in the long terms. Uh, we have been in this business for over twenty two years. Over the past twenty two years, our, our founders or director never actually cash out any dividends and we don't see ourselves rushed for any cash out in near terms. And the stock now trades at about a PE of 58 times based on your 2022 numbers, which appears to be at a premium to some of your peers which are, have a larger market capitalization. They're listed on the main board of Bursa Malaysia and have a far longer listing track record. The price has also exceeded all analysts' target prices. So even if you were to double your earnings this year, the stock will still trade at close to 30 times. So to the layman, the stock does look quite overvalued. But do you agree with this? I, I do agree with that the investor have placed high premium on us. Probably the looking, buying us at future values look, look like that. That is the best illusions. We, we probably the kind of new kid, you know, our blocks and, and you know, they, they just like uh, like our business and they think that we are we have a long haul business. And that's why I can say that, you know, the kind of premiums that the investor are placing on us. Yeah. How long do you expect this premium to last? I, I couldn't really forecast the kind of share movements in futures. But what we care is that the business fundamentals is, is solid and you are trending well on rev gains. And I know much of share things, I would leave it to the expert and the, the investor to really you know, uh, see how, how, how they value our market valuation. Gun, I know that in terms of your segmental exposure, the group has more than two-thirds of revenue coming from the semiconductor segment, your discrete component and IC inspection, and balance from the solar segment, which is inspection and sorting, in 2019 to 2021. But do you expect this to change, say, in the next three years? I, I don't see much in this in our revenue contribution for the next two, three years. I think that we 
very much will be benefited from the EV the revolutions. They still very strong. Now the whole semiconductor has been affected quite a fair bit by you know multiple headwinds. But relatively, EV is still growing uh, stronger than the rest of the semiconductor segment. That's where you know a bit of revenue is coming from the EV related uh, semiconductor and also auto electronics uh, devices. And coupled with that, we have probably I would call that new growth. But this uh, renewable energy, particularly solar, has been supercharged. I would say from this year onwards and for many years to come due to the many mega incentives that announced by some advanced economies like US, you know, Europe, and so Indies. And I guess, uh, I would say that I'm very confident that you know, we will be benefited from that uh, solar growth in, in the next few years. So I don't see, I don't see uh, our revenue contribution would be really too, too much or we need to diversify too much for the next two, three years at least. Yeah. But who are your key customers in these segments, your semiconductor and solar? Can you perhaps name some of these customers? I couldn't give you the name and most of them is like NDA with them, but I can give you that kind of profile. Some of these EV uh, uh, players, you know, mainly they're coming from China. Some of the top players that you probably know, know them, you know, well-known brands, you know. Uh, some of them, they have their own in-house semiconductor unit, which basically they produce as the power semiconductor for their own EV consumptions. And some of them, they are pure place semiconductor manufacturer. They actually produce, you know, uh, semiconductor power devices and also auto devices for EV car. Uh, for PD, uh, what we have, uh, some of the global players, actually, they are brand owners, they are uh, top brands, you know, respectively, uh, and one of them actually producing the best cell world in terms of efficiency. They command the highest basis in the state in solar cell technology and one of them is one of the top 10 global players in uh, silicon solar cell uh, manufacturing. So those are the kind of players or customers that we have for both the EV segment also would you say that TT Vision is benefiting from the emergence of MNC players in Malaysia, especially in the solar segment? Yes, obviously, you know, because they have a big startup Malaysia, as well as they also have a sister plant elsewhere outside Malaysia. Basically, they are global players. They usually have multiple sites and, and it's important for us because they are in Malaysia. We actually normally, you know, grow through the Malaysia expansions and you know, from that, they will bring us to elsewhere, you know, even to back to their HQ either US or Europe, so sometimes also in, in Korea. So this is how we expanded our portfolio. Likewise, the same thing that also happened to semiconductor in early days. Kun, can you speak on the dependency on major customers in the financial period 2022? Shenzhen Bright Semi Technology Company, customer B, dominant opto, they contributed 43%, 21%, and 14% or combined 77% to TT Vision's revenue. Are you concerned about concentration risk? We are mindful on the single customer dependency for, for a long period of time. So if you look back our financial reports and you know, probably five, six, five, six years you know, back, we probably depend much more on single customer or we call that dependency. Uh, practically at that time, we only have two major customers, which you know, uh, is Ostrand, uh, which is closed in our perspective back then, or the info memo back then, and also some power. And now, we, I think we did far a lot more better. So now we have at least six, seven major, we call consider major customers, they contribute uh, each of them uh, more than 10% of revenue from year to year. So that has, has been a, a, a great improvement in terms of customer dependency. And coming to this new year, we actually acquired a few more major customers, important major customers, they actually 
able to give us a, a substantial uh, revenue contribution. So we are seeing ourselves actually growing in terms of uh, our ability to acquire especially major customers, uh, global players. And I see that that tendency uh, reads because it is actually diminishing or reducing uh, quite, 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 quite tremendously. Uh, if you look at uh, the horizon five, six years you know, ago and what we are, of course, you know, you know, we, we would like to have more customers, the more that, that will you know, help us to regain the customer dependency. But what we have today, I think, is far better than what was probably five, six years. TT Vision has two key markets, which are Malaysia and China. For financial year 21, China contributed 24% of revenue, but this surged to 73% in first half and it ended financial 22 at about 50% of revenue. Is TT Vision benefiting from the US-China trade diversion and how long do you expect this to persist? Yeah, we, we, we actually benefited from trade wars or trade conflicts. Uh, obviously, it's you not know, just have a stronger presence now, getting stronger in China. But we don't really, you know, obtain that kind of uh, spillover or diversion of business because the China guy or US guy come over to Malaysia. But in fact, we are actually going into China market and penetrate China market. Why? Because the Chinese, you know, especially the third companies and, and due to the backup of their government funds, they, they need to build their, their semiconductor ecosystem. Okay? And today, because of the restrictions of the US sanctions, uh, which happened and also previous back just intensified probably last year, then they could not basically buy equipment from Western countries. That, that's bad time. So uh, that put out for a lot of opportunity for AD company from South Asia, particularly in Malaysia. And what we are doing here is that not waiting for them to come over to Asia, set up their, you know, their plan here, but actually because due to our long-term presence in China, we think that it's good for us to intensify our presence or, you know, or strengthen our presence in China market by dealing directly with the local Chinese and other company. And this is what we are doing a big, I think, a big, uh, to us a bit long term because when we set foot in China, we could understand the Chinese market a bit better than uh, rather than waiting for them to expand in Southeast Asia. But they're all due to, of course, they're all due to trade war, they're all due to geopolitical tension between especially the two major economy blocks and, and you know, just like each of them would have to look up uh, alternative supply. I understand the norm in the industry is there's an absence of long-term contracts from customers. What are the current unfilled orders and what are your expectations of new orders for the rest of this year? Don't be done or operate based on long-term contracts. This is a very much real business. Uh, so we call them, you know, our order books. And all. I mean, that is very important indicator of what we have in store for the futures. I think for this year, uh, especially this year, probably recorded much higher uh, order books at loss you know, compared to the same period of last year. Even last year was hot year, but comparatively this year, beginning of this year, you know, our order book is actually more numbers you know, what we recorded in the same period of last year. And that is very encouraging us uh, with, with that kind of multiple headwinds that the whole industry is facing. But due to the fact that we are probably in the right industries, number one, the EV driven power semiconductor upper, the supercharged PV things that we are seeing tremendous growth. And that probably, you know, explain why they will probably getting more orders than last year. On the breakfast grill this morning is Gun Kun Yin, CEO of TT Vision Holdings Berhad. When we come back, we will speak on its R&D plans for new products, financials and potential M&A. BFM 89.9.
You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill. In the hot seat is Gun Kun Yin, CEO of TT Division Holdings, Berhard. Before the break, we spoke on what was driving its share price gains, key markets and customers. Gun, the market size in Malaysia for the manufacturing of specialised machinery and equipment stood at about $6 billion in 2021. TT Vision has a market share of about 1% based on your revenue number which implies quite a fragmented market. Can you give us an idea how competitive is this market and who do you consider your closest competitors? You look at domestic AT market, yeah, spend uh, you know, slightly above 6 billion and our market share is only about 1%. Uh, okay, uh, that, that may not entirely reflect that kind of a competition because we also ship our product overseas, right? So for us to, to look at the totality, probably we have to look at at least regional market size, if not global, or at least you know, look at the principal market that we are operating in. And that, if you take that in, you know, our market share even small, right? So that, that also helps us do things, you know, we are very small, international market still very small, right? Look at our numbers, but also that gives us the strong as well. And important for us, you know, we, we actually don't delete, you know, you know, I would say that paying too much attention on market share because we actually don't sell to a lot of customers. More important is, can we gain from strength to strength? Can we acquire new customers? That is more meaningful for us, right? So what we look at is that, first of all, do we have good customer base. We start with some big players, you know, they can give us uh, substantial orders and from there, can we continue to acquire similar cars? Lines of customer, big customer, global customer, premium customer, and this is precisely what measure more in terms of overall market share. But we are too small and as, uh, as fast. What tell us is that we are able to grow acquiring new cars. We are able to grow organically, you know, from our existing poor customer, they are giving us more orders, right, uh, especially these two years and also in particular this year. And that tells us that we surely able to gain market share. Historically, TT Vision incurs about 600,000 to 2.2 million or only about 5 to 6% of your total revenue for R&D from 2019 to 2021. But you have earmarked 8 million or 28% of your gross proceeds for utilisation within 20 months to strengthen your R&D capabilities, the introduction of more new products and the enhancement of existing products for solar and optoelectronics. Why the sudden jump in R&D expenditure? And can you elaborate what sort of new products you're looking at? That, that's, a, that's a great question. So, uh, yeah, in the past, if you look at year to year, probably spent a lot less than what you ended to spend on to the ideal process for art. Uh, yes, true. But in the past, I actually spent spread over many years on the same portfolio product. In fact, we spent over 10 years you know, on R&D or for what we are selling today. What we are selling good today, for example, we are selling good today the 3D AOIs. We are selling the solar cell infection module. This is what we are selling out especially last two or three years. But this is a kind of uh, the outcome of what we've been spending over more than 10 years past, right? And cumulatively, you know, we probably spent 20 million on this kind of products, right? And we see that they, the, as a result of the R&D effort that we're spending over many years, and today we're able to sell, we're able to sell a lot better than a past year. And we think that why, that's the reason that why, one of the reasons that we want to go IPO, raising funds and intensify the R&D, know that the more resources that they put into R&D, because we have the we have customers that say, yeah, if you a good product for me, I'm going to buy it for you because I've been buying from all this one. Give me the good product, give me something more competitive, I've opened up more doors. That's why I think that it is a, a high time for us to put more allocation that we know how to build good products and what we need to do is that to build more good products and to do that, we have more resources than yeah. But what is your expectation on how much this additional R&D will translate into new revenue, say, over the next few years? I would say the, the, the indication is good, right? Especially look at our 
order books that we obtained early this year, which is more than double last year. And those are all the books and half of it, half of it coming from the new e products. Okay, half and they're not entirely new products, just like you know, the kind of uh, outcomes, you know, especially last one, two years, and we throw in the RD and that's all the that orders are coming from new castles, new project coming by some castle. And we see that this trend or this momentum will, will be carried on increasingly with the understanding that the more RD effort they put into our existing product and enhance it better, and the more resources or allocation they put in the new product, that momentum will be intensified. That momentum will scale up. TT Vision's uh, plants in Bayan, Lepas, Penang has a combined annual capacity of 428 units of equipment modules per annum, while the average plant utilisation is about 55%. Where do you see this heading once your new products come on stream? We, we don't have that in the kind of progress of utilisation, but we are saying that, yeah, we will be utilised more and more, uh, especially this is probably will hit at least 70-80% of utilisation. But yeah, that also say that we're going to ship more streams this year uh, compared to last year. And of course, you know, we still have upper room for, for us to uh, we kept it probably another one, two years we're going to use some more. Uh, having said that, you know, we don't rely entirely internally for our capacity. We all the ones that you look at a business model, we basically, you know, we outsource the our manufacturing extremely to our suppliers. So in that sense, we actually always get ready for a virtual capacity or capacity outside TDB. We always have these available to us and through our suppliers. But they have also the plant as well. So we actually can leverage on the in any case any extra capacity. Yeah. I understand the general lifespan of a machine vision equipment ranges from 5 to 10 years. Is this the typical CAPEX replacement cycle or will the adoption of new technologies actually expedite this? Okay, equipment replacement or cycle, uh, it, it doesn't uh, entirely depend on the lifetime of the equipment. So, not by 10 years, it, it don't like customer don't buy equipment run until it's totally worn down, totally you know, fully used up. Less cost is the natural cycle. But more often than not, uh, in today's you know, technologies, that kind of pace or technologies, uh, replacement or, or new product come out. More often than that, customer buy equipment before the old equipment fully uh, depreciated. And we have cases that customer actually renew the equipment every two, three years due to what? It's due to market demand because the simple new product they need to they will require new equipment. It's due to the process change, right? Because the process change they need different uh, uh, specification equipment, so no different design equipment. And that very often at this time that uh, uh, you know, compared to natural uh, depreciation or natural depreciation in terms of the global semiconductor equipment sales, SEMI, which is the Global Industry Association, is forecasting a 16% decline to about $91 billion in 2023. Are you seeing any apparent slowdown from your existing customers? That, that, that is true. You know, the kind of forecast in terms of KPEX for equipment is you know, over 100 over billion drop to $91 billion. Yeah, that is a main general equipment market is seeing that. But that is a kind of overall picture that we are talking about. But still, looking at the individual setup segments, uh, not big. So we are not able to focus on every set. So we, what we want to do is focus on the high growth segment setting we can operate well. And this regards that, you know, obviously the power segment for CVs, auto side for E, basically we call them autonomous semiconductor. We each the highest growth sub-segment of semiconductor for last year. And we remain optimistic or confident that this will remain the highest growth. It probably will slower than last year, but still will remain the highest growth pillar or sub-segment of semiconductor. And that says that basically the capex uh, allocator for that segment will be still very fast. And with this is what we are seeing that we're seeing orders still coming in and all from our automotive uh, sending other customers and uh, that, that is basically I just you know explain that you know, uh, for us we, we, we like to look at you know, the particular sectors of the semiconductor that's going still like the better rest. In 2020, 2021 and the financial period 2022 the group recorded 66%, 21% and 76% of its sales in 
in US dollars, while 42%, 46%, and 40% of purchases of raw materials were also made in foreign currency. How do you manage the risk of the fluctuations in Forex? We, we do have that and all signs people are not purchasing USD, and that, that is the, you know, of course, our prostate may need denominated majority USD, and that we will look at that kind of uh, influence our goals, of course, the influence will be good, our goals. And naturally, for us, we, we can use a natural hedge, you know, just, uh, you know, we can keep our state USD, so pace the price, we still don't have that kind of loss in currency rate. Of course, we have that kind of the balance left USD, and that we can, yeah, can still keep USD with, you know, interest, right? And we, we, that's why we don't really, you know, uh, need to hedge very extensively, and we just net in the natural hedge for us to work for past many years. Of course, we don't gain on that, but we neither lost and not through that, yeah, significant. The group's manufacturing operations are also dependent on certain materials, including vision components such as camera lenses, lighting and sensors, computer-related devices as well. Is TT Vision experiencing any issues with material shortage and how do you manage this? Uh, those kind of uh, critical components and, and there are not many makers using the stuff of the cameras in this world. So of what they, they're selling a lot of IC and chips and all no IC industry uh, facing shortage so all those uh, component makers would definitely be facing the same shortage. For us, yes, we do see that uh, an extraordinary lovely times so no problems and what we need to do is that there's no other better ways to number one is to buy more uh, and stock up more amounts and also buy more so that you know, keep it in house and you know, anticipate for more orders that come in and that's what the whole industry is doing you know, to, to stock up your employees is one of course we also look into alternative I don't just you know, depend on the few suppliers that we have but also top few suppliers so that can at any time able to squeeze over ready, ready you know. of course don't do that our R&D team will actually buy them so at the same time that we stock up mentally we also intensify our R&D so that they actually broaden we call the alternative alternative sourcing stuff. so they have brand A, B, C, you know, like in any case that can use any of these brands to replace what they're using. TT Vision recorded a strong two-year revenue compounded annual growth rate of more than 50% from 2019 to 2021. Your core net profit also grew by 450% from 2020 to 2021 on margin expansion despite losses in 2019. Your net profit margin was 18% in 2021, improved slightly to 19% in 2022, a sharp increase from 6% in 2020. Can you show a similar 50% compounded annual growth rate over the next two years and can you sustain these margins? Okay, if you're talking about margin, that would certainly that would have a ceiling. Nobody, uh, when you, when the company operate competitive uh, uh, industries, when you have competitors, even though you have better competitors, you know, you, you would not see margin keep, you know, uh, skyrocket or, or going up because margin would be normalized at a certain point in time, right? Nobody would be able to sell much more expensive than your competitors. So when we see margin going up, yes, due to why? Due to two factors, you know, and always, you know, uh, share fund managers, you know, number one, we have better product mix and, you know, we are selling the scale that product mix allows us basically we introduce no high value product the product mix that's why that command better margin in terms of products and secondly so we are able to ramp up more so that educate economic skills and thus no helping us you manufacturing costs per unit and that two factors is right up our margin but having said that no margin would be pushing us as a, a stagnation or so ceiling it's just like now we still see room for us why we still haven't really uh, capitalized fully on the economic skill we are able to actually ramp more product more on the product same products and able to bring down further manufacturing costs despite even the raw material has gone up but we still see that room for us to scale up our margin but we would not be able to bring up the margin to, to something unreasonable high. Yeah, moving but on to... Yeah, to accept that there is still margin, uh, there's a room for margin yeah, uh, 
upside. Moving on to your balance sheet, your net debt is just under 3 million. Your net gearing is below 0.04 times. There's certainly room to gear up to further optimize your capital structure and further expansion or M&A. Is this the plans of TT Vision? We, we always, you know, uh, striving us to make ourselves as light and, you know, uh, you know deleverage our, our balance sheet so that we make ourselves a lot lightweight so we can utilize our asset or, or, or funding patterns and also you see that we don't need to commit very much capacity or hard capex so that can actually uh, impact or any uh, or such demands so probably we need more capital in terms of working capitals and also we think that we can actually uh, channel our funding better in innovation R&D which we think that you know, the more we put into R&D that will help us gain market share and also individual product and that is one thing that the focus of company is to more on that first and not ahead of any M&A's or bigger expansion that probably will do uh, that in the next phase of growth. On that note, thank you for your time. Today on The Breakfast Grill was Gun Kun Yin, CEO of TT Vision Holdings Berhad. I am Chong Jensan, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.